Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we're joined by the one and only Michael Story again this week. Story, thank you for joining along. Yes, 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 fellas. It is good to be back. It's been an amazing couple of weeks. I'm super excited. What do we got going this week? Well, let's talk about last week first. Hold on, hold on. Okay, the, jump the gun the, here. Hold on. Take the foot off the gas for a minute. We got some games from last week we got to talk about. But first off, we got to talk about Sir Wall, who won the uh, DraftKings League. Wall with 179.98 points, beat out Walrus 67, and myself, who finished third. Wall, I mean, you did talk about it last week. You took Michael Meyer, and you talked big about it. That was a big thing. Woj. Mr. Mayor, come on. How did you not have him on your team if you were in a DraftKings league? What was he going for last week, Woj? He was in the 3,000s. You, yeah, you didn't a... even have to pay 4,000 <laughs> to get that man. 3,900 price tag, got you 143 per point. Big day, huh? Extremely big day. Got a shout out to my man, Mr. Mayor. Got a shout out to Notre Dame. Well, no, just Mr. Mayor, <laughs> not Notre Dame. <laughs> the heck with them <laughs> that was a struggle getting the loss there to marshall but that's not the only person you had a team you had deuce vaughn from k-state as well as cedric tillman both of those combined got you 229 per point and also both of those combined scored almost as many points as you scored in week one of DraftKings. wall what do you have to say about that I had to say it was an excellent week, Woj. I, I mean, week one was an aberration. You know, it's I think Story even won it. So even more of an aberration, no Story? I wouldn't say it was an aberration. I, I would say that I might have had a down week this past week. But what's the uh, – you, you got those totals for the two weeks so far, Woj? Yes, yes. I, there was a tweet by <laughs> Sir Michael Story <laughs> that uh, wanted to get his little ego boost early in the season. You are leading the overall points. It's a little early to call, call anything here yet. We got eight week average, remember? But it's uh, a it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I am marathon. I'm a little upset with the Alabama offense that I went all in on last week. But uh, long season, uh, and hopefully we get some uh, some other people up in the top three here. I'd love to see a little competition. Let's talk about that Alabama game. We had number one Alabama traveling to the Longhorn State playing Texas. And man, let me tell you, I was out of the gun. I didn't think much about this game, but I was glued to the TV watching Texas's front line and in linebackers get to the quarterback. They hurried him seven times with two sacks. Uh, what was the last time you saw an Alabama team like that struggle on the line so much? That was exciting to see from a Texas team for sure. Yeah, that, that, uh, I mean, it, the, the game really came down to the clutch play by, by Bryce Young at the, on the last drive, right? I mean, they, the Texas left a lot of time left on the clock in order for them to come back down, but the, uh, the front seven of Texas really generated a ton of pressure and kept him off balance all game long. Um, the receivers, I'm not sure what's going on with that wide receiving core. There's five solid wide receivers there, but none of them stepped up in this game. Nobody made any really big plays, really, uh, just an, a, a weird game from Alabama. You don't see the offense struggle this much. I would say the defense was in good form, but overall, I'm, I do think they're going to bounce back and, and probably do pretty well the rest of the season. But this was a this was an interesting game for Alabama. Man, this this was a great game, and you you heard it from the man right there. You heard it from Mister Story. Mister Bryce Young came down, and there's a reason 
that in his home right now, actually, I don't know if he keeps it in his home. Who the hell knows where he keeps it? But he's got some <laughs> hardware, right? He's got he's got that Heisman. Not many people that can, are playing college football right now, actually none other than him, can say that they have a Heisman trophy, but he does, and he won that game. But what I would like to say is, Quinn Ewers, did anybody watch him? The mullet man, yeah, he's pretty good. I like pretty I good, won't you? Good. That's what you're saying? No, <laughs> that was fantastic. I haven't seen a quarterback. He got hurt, and I don't know if our fans know this, but unfortunately, he got hurt. Had he not got hurt in the first quarter, this might have been a different game, a different final score. But he got hurt. He was throwing some dimes, Woj, getting hit, throwing a dime. I mean, I haven't seen quarterback play like that in a long time. He was rivaling Bryce Young with as far as his accuracy and his touch on the passes. But unfortunately, he got hurt. It really changed the game. And you were glued to the TV. It wasn't only you, Woj. This was this set a record on Fox, the most streamed football game ever. And yes, that includes NFL. I know you two guys are NFL guys. That includes NFL games. This was the most streamed game on Fox. It was an incredible game. And this, you know, this is why I love to watch college football. Yeah, I mean, he, the mullet man played good. Uh, <laughs> but what, what is it about Texas quarterbacks getting hurt against the Alabama story? I mean, what the fuck is that? It, I don't, don't Saving curse, call away. You know, bad luck. Curse. I don't I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, just real quick on that game also, Alabama was really shooting themselves in the foot with penalties all game long too, right? 10, 11, 12 penalties, somewhere in that range. Really set them back quite a bit. So I think Saban's going to come down on this team throughout this week and they're going to button it up throughout the, uh, the practices. But um, if they they don't, you know, they're starting to look a little shaky. Uh, the first two games, uh, you know, game one, say what you will, but this game, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go the rest of the season. Button it up. Button it up. All right. Now, number nine, Baylor at number 21, BYU. So uh, I made a point because I bet this game, we talked about it last week. Uh, I, I think BYU is a pretty good football team. And it showed they ended up winning the game, but it was a little crazy. So I, I got to halftime, right? I'm laying in bed, which was probably not a proper place to be watching the game, especially with it being that late. Well, I fell asleep, like probably 90% of America watching that game. Even though it was a good game, I, I fell asleep. It was late. I woke up, and I don't, I don't ask me how I woke up, but I woke up with 12 seconds left when they were tied, Right. 12 hmm. seconds left. They're tied. I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, holy shit, this game's still on. They're going out for a field goal. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna, we're going to win here. We're going to win with the field goal. The guy misses the fucking field goal. <laughs> then we go to overtime. And I'm like, at that point, it's it's 1230 or something like that. I Or 1 o'clock. It's 1250, 1 o'clock. I have to stay up and watch it. I just can't turn, or turn it off. So I, I prop myself up on the bed. I start watching it. We get to the first overtime. Baylor guy misses the field goal. I'm like, yes, this is it. BYU just needs to get a field goal. So they get down there. They do their first drive. Baylor or BYU misses their first field goal. So we go to the second overtime. And then BYU finally ends up scoring and holds uh, Baylor on a 14-play drive um, to just, uh, I think, a point where they just they stopped them. It was good. It was good for that BYU defense for them to close out, especially that late in the game. It was a long time. I think the game ended at one thirty, which is, which is wild story. I'm, were you up at one thirty watching that game? I know. Naturally. Kyle yeah, well, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was up flipping around. There's, there's, there's a ton of action at that time. I don't know what you're talking about. Walsh. Um, this is another game where penalties really had a lot to do with this. The bears had 
um, two false start penalties on their final drive um, when they were down in the BYU uh, red zone to really derail that. So another team that just you know, all the little things, the fundamentals, you know, they, they certainly played BYU strong and BYU is a hell of a team. Uh, I'm really impressed with, with that program. But uh, these these are the things that if you want to beat the top tier teams, you, you really got to kind of. Uh, you know, and I know Baylor is is certainly ranked higher than BYU, but BYU feels like a better team all around. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for that because we might have another one of those picks later today. But first, we're going to start off with the games in order as they're being well, played. So we you just got... you you assume that I have nothing to say. You assume <laughs> that I wasn't watching this football game. I know what you're what picking you... later, so go ahead. Let me let me see what you had to say about that game. No, you were 100 correct. Sleeping. I did not were watch that football sleeping? game. You had to be sleeping. Were you were sleeping? No, yeah, I wasn't awake yet. I, I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I wake up early, so I wasn't awake yet to see that one. Well, you you were 100 percent correct. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, then we'll move on. We'll move on. Like <laughs> we're gonna go to Purdue at Syracuse, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Well, ESPN hey. two. I'm sorry, ESPN two. Purdue, the Boilermakers, getting one and a half over under of 58 and a half minus 120. This is obviously a football team I've watched a couple times this year. Penn State, you remember that loss? That was man, what an exciting game to open this season. Purdue was up most of it there at home for that one. Ended up losing 35 to 31, but great game. They played very well. Syracuse, you know, they, uh, I'm sorry, Indiana State, they beat the second time 56 to nothing. Syracuse, I didn't watch them as much this season. I know that they have the two wins under their belt too. Obviously, Purdue, I watch more because uh, my wife's a Purdue graduate, so I don't have much of a choice. Syracuse, just a team, you know, I'd, I don't know. Unless they're playing Clemson, it's not a team I normally bet, so I don't know where I'll go in this one. I do know that they beat UConn, though, who – I was impressed with UConn week one, but they beat UConn pretty handily, 48 to 14. So we'll see where this game goes. I think the the spread's right where it should be. Maybe Purdue should even be getting a little more considering they're at Syracuse. ESPN2, though, I know who you're going to like in this game because I know you're a Hawkeye fan. Mr. Charlie Jones, you're going to be liking him in this one, no? I mean, (laughs) two words, Charlie Jones. You said it right there. Uh, I know Um, it. DraftKings 8,000, again, like you mentioned, he is a transfer from uh, Iowa. They actually have two transfers from Iowa wide receiver. Tyrone Tracy's there as well. Um, But with Bell gone and Milton Wright, like we talked about in the preview, academically dismissed, uh, Jones has stepped up to be their number one. He actually is the FBS leader in average targets per game at 14.5 right now. Uh, which is a ton of targets per game. So I I currently holds a 39.8 DK average. Yeah, he's 8,000, but the guy's getting 39.8 points per game, which is more than value at 8,000. So, you know, Cuse has been good at defense. We'll say that. Uh, And they've held teams to 151 yards uh, in the air per game, but they played Louisville and Connecticut. And I know Louisville can pass it and do things like that, but UConn, we know what UConn is. They let UConn score 14 points on them. So I'm pretty sure Purdue can, can score some points there. Well, or story. Uh, if you want to jump in on this, this, this awesome game, I'm, I'm, I'm excited I think for the, this. Game. I think the betters got it wrong. I think Purdue should be favored here, but go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited for this game. This this is a couple of strong offenses. Syracuse, you know, they, they, after a number of years of running the ball successfully, they're now throwing the ball with uh, transfer star Garrett Schrader, who's been absolutely terrific this year. 
uh, completing nearly 80% of his passes. He's thrown for over 500 yards and, and five scores in a couple of relatively easy wins against relatively easy opponents. Um, Louisville, though, that was a, I'm not sure what's going on with Malik Willis, but that's a different story altogether. Um, and then on the other side, you got Aiden O'Connell who, and this connection with, with, with Charlie Jones is just incredible, right? So you got another once in a five-year period where a Purdue wide receiver pops off and it looks like he's going to be an absolute stud, an absolute, uh, you know, what they win, 56-0 last week against Indiana State. So I'm looking forward to a lot of um, passes, a lot of, of scoring. I do like Sean Tucker on Syracuse. He is a great dynamic um, pass catcher out of the backfield, but he's a tremendous runner too. So I, I see this being a, you know, 34-30 affair. Um, right now, I, what's the line at right now? I mean, it. it I think it's been going back and forth, but uh, if I had to put money down on it, I think you got to go with Purdue. I think they've just got enough weapons on offense to overcome. And um, this feels like a game that whoever has the ball last wins. Yeah, it's uh sports betting. Intel actually has that at plus 1.5 currently. Um, again, our partner uh, sports betting Intel, get all your lines, EV bets, uh, which are awesome. I've been tracking my EV bets and it, it's, it's good to get in there bet a little bit of money every week. You're going to lose some, but you're going to win more than you lose. That's the point of it. So, uh, yeah, EV you... betting is, is really where things are, you know, sports books are tightening up quite a bit on the promotions and, and, um, how they're doing things now. So what you want to do is find those little edges and EV betting positive EV betting, um, really gives you, uh, great opportunities to, to increase your probability of being successful and profitable long-term. If you have any questions, these guys are great. They'll answer any questions. Um, you know, I think you've been mentioning on, on the podcast, well, how they'll, they'll walk you through, give you a tutorial, what's going on. And have you seen the new game boards that they have up? I, I did with, uh, I don't know if it's been implemented fully yet, but I did see a system of the grid systems, which was pretty yeah. cool. These game boards are incredible. So at a glance, you get to see money line spreads, totals across the games, across the major sports books. Uh, I know this is NCAA football talk, but uh, uh, DraftKings has been running this up 10 early promotion. and they're, they're running it back again this week, which is awesome. And uh, this gives me the easy opportunity to kind of see across the sports books where the best lines are. So uh, sportsbettingintel.com is uh, a really great website i hope i encourage everybody to check it out yeah if you do end up signing up use the code rundown and uh you'll get that one-on-one to kind of walk you through everything on the website and how to do it but we'll move on to the next game so this is a big one this is going to be a big one this weekend that's the number 12 byu at the number 25 oregon ducks 2 30 p.m on fox wall hey plus three and a half well your byu team is getting three and a half from this Oregon team that just, they got smoked week one, Well, You got over under a 58, Oregon minus 175. If you want to make a hundred on them, you got to drop 175 on the money line. I mean, I know who you're taking this one, Woj. I'm going to ha- let you have the courtesy of going first, and then I'm going to jump down your throat and let you know how wrong you are. How's that sound? Great. Story, do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I mean, yeah, this, I, I, this is another game I'm kind of really looking forward to. Um, I, I really like this BYU program, as I think I mentioned. Um, and the feels like Oregon kind of took that week one loss to Georgia personally, um, where they put up well over 70 points last week. Um, so this is, this is a game that, um, I, I really think it, so Oregon minus three and a half over under 58, 58 and a half. Um, so which Bo Nix? shows up to this game is really the question that we got to be asking, right? So he's been 
Right. He's on my fantasy team, so oh, I'm going to the wall in the house. We got the E wall. E wall, go take it over. I want to hear you. He's riding the pine, baby. He's riding the pine. We need Bo Nix to really show up. I mean, there's six different outfits he wears, and you know, it's which one he shows up in. I don't know. All right, everyone. For those of you that don't know E wall, this is his first appearance on the rundown. But Eric Wall, thanks for joining. Thanks for, yeah. for keying in. On Bo Nix, who I hate, by the way, but hey, I traded him to you last year or a couple years ago. I remember that. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> but no, the, I think BYU is a good program here. Um, I, I, I actually think they're going to destroy Oregon, but that's just me. I actually bet them before the game, BYU game last, year, last week because I thought BYU was going to be Baylor. I bet them at plus one and a half, thinking if they win against Baylor, the line would go in favor of BY or in favor of Oregon, but it didn't, it went the opposite way, which doesn't make much sense to me. But anyways, I'm getting more, some more points for the, for the possible Wojan wall pick them later, but we'll talk about that. BYU's defense is going to slaughter Oregon. They struggled against Georgia and I'm not saying BYU's defense is Georgia, but they are that good. They beat a really good Baylor bear team and uh, their quarterback play and, and let me mention that they beat a Baylor Bear team without their two best rod wide receivers on the field, both of which might be playing in this game. Puka Nuke, uh, I don't even remember how to say his last name. And I, I'll, I'll say it for the rundown nation. Puka Nusis, Nukas and, <laughs> and Gunnar Romney. Uh, they're both day to day right now, but we don't know if they're going to play. Uh, the person that stepped up last week, and this is the person I'd take in DraftKings, this is in the slate, is Chase Roberts. He's only 3,200, which is a crazy steal, especially if neither of those guys play. He had, I think, four, yeah, it was 14 targets last week for eight grabs for 122 yards. Played his mind out, especially in the overtime periods. You saw that. I get it. It was a double overtime, so his numbers got a little bit inflated, but he was the true number one target. So he actually threw a 22-yard TD pass to the QB, Jaron Hall. I don't know if any of you saw that. So he can throw, apparently, too. Uh, But we'll see what happens, again, with those other wide receivers. Even if those other wide receivers do play, he's 3,200. He's obviously put his mark into the offense. He's their target. Good to go with. Well, Well, here here we go. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I almost listened to everything you said before I interrupted, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, this is BYU. I know they played that good game. I didn't get to watch it last week, but they played a good football game from what I understand from what I saw in the box score. Uh, the big difference about last week's game was they were in Provo, Utah, right? They were at Lavelle Edwards stadium. They were in a sold out stadium with the 60,000 plus cheering them on this week. It's going to be the exact opposite. Where are they going? They're going to Eugene, Oregon. Bucks fans. They're coming out. Mr. Phil Knight. He's probably going to be flipping the coin. And the, do you know how many people are going to be cheering against BYU this game? And they do not, they do not do great on the road. You know, it's, it's not their friend. They failed to cover four of the last five BYU did on the road. I like how you guys mentioned Bo Nix. He's slinging the rock, 450 yards, five touchdowns. I understand hardly any of that came against Georgia. Most of it came against last week against a team we won't even mention because, you know, they're probably not worth mentioning. But I'd like to bring up Oregon. Mr. Sean Dollars, I told you guys beginning of the year, this guy, it's going to be his opportunity this year. He had a good game last game. Let's see what he does. I know Moody, Mr. Moonman, well, I don't know, but I think he had a little bit of action on Oregon week one, and he might have lost that. You're going to try to get it back this week, Mr. Moonman? Oh, dude, I'm jumping. I'm jumping on it. I, I got faith in my boy Bo Nix. I'm going to 
keep him on the bench, but I got faith in him. We'll see. I like that little faith on him, but you keep him on the bench. You know, keep him in timeout. <laughs> so he has to do something. You just keep him in timeout. They got He's got. He's got to do something then, right? So, all right. Well, we're gonna probably get back to that game. It's probably gonna be one of our picks. I'm sure coming up. I, it might be mine. Might not be, but uh, we're gonna move on. We got number 22 Penn State heading to play an SEC school at Auburn, 2:30 p.m. on CBS. I don't know if any of you are on Twitter or following, but there was a, a retweet by us of somebody <laughs> somebody talking about what's Penn State going to do when they have to go play in a big ugly S or big SEC school <laughs> stadium and then they link pictures of the big house the horseshoe uh, uh, Kinnick Stadium in a, in a black gold game and then I think they uh, did Happy Valley over there too so yeah uh, they've had to play in some pl- pretty tough places wall so I, I think they'll be fine right they will be. And that's, that was a great tweet because it's, it's hilarious. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. Maybe the bus driver is going to get there and turn around thinking he went to the practice field instead of the actual football field, because you know, this is, this is big 10 football. They got some stadiums. This is not like some, you know, premier, like low league division. They, they play in bigger stadiums than the big house, biggest stadium. There is Penn state. You mentioned biggest day. I mean, these are Stadiums that hold twice as many people as the SEC. So they're going to be ready. The bookmakers agree. Penn State minus three over under a 48 and a half. Hey, you want Auburn? You could bet 100 and make 130 on these guys at plus 130. I'm a Big Ten guy. This is Big Ten country. Who, who's going to jump against us on this, this bet? Who's, who's taking Auburn? That's what I want to know. Not me. Not me, <laughs> for sure. Story, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Auburn this year. Finley's been mediocre, well, less than mediocre, and Robert a- Robbie Ashford has been even worse than that. But they can move the ball on the, on the ground quite a bit, which is nice. I'm just never sold. I'm not quite sold on this Penn State offense. You know, I, I get, you know, I'm really thrilled with what Mitchell Tinsley's coming into, and Nick Singleton looks like the guy there. Um, I just, I, the Penn State, I don't know. Going into SEC, I feel like it's a better conference. I just think that uh, Auburn could find a way to win this. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Sean Clifford. I've been maybe it's 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 fantasy hangover, but I've been burned by him enough times that uh, I would I would roll with Auburn in this one. Moody, what are your thoughts? You 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 getting with the uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions, or are you going with Auburn in the SEC? Well, we got or Nick's previous well, home. I just got to be honest with you. You know, I go for the money. Um, I got a feeling Harson and uh, Kevin Steele and Gus Mills on and Gene Sizzik. And obviously we heard a story disagree with, you know, th- those kind of people, they're helping to prop up the money that we can make by betting on Penn state. So we got to, you know, keep it even on the odds makers over here. Tommy Tuberville might be uh, betting on Auburn. So just <laughs> let him, let him lie. Keep no. on going guys. Let's he, see it. Let's I, see I, it. I think- I think Mr. Tuberville is running for office. I, that's how popular he is down there. <laughs> wow, he's got time to make a bet. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. He's got campaign. I'm, I'm not. Stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hammer him too hard. But the, what it comes down to, I mean, the under hit in the last ten of fifteen games for Penn State, under hit in four of the last five. You know, for this Auburn team. So, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about quarterbacks. Who's going to win that last drive that it comes down to essentially? And you got Sean Clifford, you know, a 20th year senior, we'll say. Yeah, you got I, was, fin- I think 21. <laughs> well. Yeah, I know. He's been there forever. And you got Finley over there, a quarterback. I don't think he's the best in the world and he's a junior. So I'm just going to, the reason I would take Penn State is basically because of Clifford and his experience. Yeah, and I'm uh, in, in DraftKings wise, Clifford is an awesome pick this week. Uh, surprisingly, not he's only fifty six hundred. This is the uh, the greatest cash game gift you could ever be gifted. 
Uh, you're playing against a team in Auburn that's allowed 73.5 plays per game and 260 in the air per game. Clifford had a couple cake games, um, and he only played till halftime in the last one, but he's scoring 8.8 DFS points per quarter. Uh, and that doesn't equate to a $5,600 price tag. That's way overvalued. So as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, uh, he's going to be a great cash game offer. Uh, and I don't see them changing that I, for any reason, unless they can just get up on Auburn so much that, you know, they, they sit him again. But uh, like Walter Story said, I think this is a great play at, at minus three. Singleton, uh, you talked about. They also get Catron Allen back this week as another running back, one of the, the backups to that too. So uh, just some more help there to facilitate the better running backs. Um, but yeah, the offense, like the story said, has been a little off. And I think it's just that they don't have that true West coast offense running back yet. They don't have, they haven't figured that out. They haven't had that for a couple years really where they've got that guy that can really catch passes from the backfield uh, and do it productively. Uh, I think that that's what hurts them a lot, but the 21 year senior, I'm going with them. I'm going with Penn state on that one. <laughs> um, we got a little night game action here. We got Michigan state number 11, Michigan state at Washington, 6 30 PM on ABC wall, Michigan state. I'll set the tone for you guys. I'll let you go at it. Michigan state plus three over under 56 and a half Michigan state plus 135 if you want to make a little extra money on the money line if i'm not tipping my bet there but if you want to make a little extra money on the money line michigan state plus 135 who wants it story take it over let's see what uh, we I, I, i'm um so this is this is this is kind of weird this is for both these teams i really thought that uh with kenneth walker going to the nfl that Michigan State would take a step back on offense, and it doesn't seem to be the case, right? With the points that they put, the fifty-two to nothing. I know it was Akron last week, but um, they've been been pretty good. And then Washington, this is might be the biggest surprise uh, of the Pac-12, maybe the year for me so far. Forty-five to twenty in their first game, fifty-two to six in their second game. I'm I'm not uh, quite sure what what has transpired. This Washington offense has been nothing to write home about as of late. Um, but uh, you've got. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. transfer from Indiana there, and he's looked pretty good, you know, completing nearly 70% of his passes. Um, he's averaging over 300 yards per game, six touchdowns to one interception. They can move the ball, um, you know, going into a, a, a late game, Michigan State, I know they're ranked 11. Washington's not ranked, but the way that Washington's been playing, I really feel like this is a strong game. I mean, I'm looking forward to the points that, that they're going to be putting up. Um, you know, they're healthy for the first time in a long time. Um, I'm going to go – I. Mm, yeah, probably going to go Washington, right? So that's – it seems gross, but, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's like, do it. That's like pond weed right there. That's 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 gross. <laughs> Moody's got a new friend, though. Moody, Moody, what do you want? Moody, who are you taking here? Listen, I can't I'm, – I'm a biased opinion on little brother <laughs> here, so I can't make an opinion on this. You know, they always try their best, and I'll always support them in everything they do. I'm going to have to go with little brother. I think they're going to kill it. I just like to make a notable uh, comment about Michigan state. James Kahn, the uh, owner of the hotel in the show, Las Vegas, he graduated from Michigan state. So I'll go with Michigan state. Oh, solid analysis right there. That's that's crazy. You guys got to remember this is, this is a diehard Wolverines fan. That's telling you to pick (laughs) Michigan state right here. So, I mean, that's something to say. It's he's, he's, he's shouting at a, 
across the mountaintops. Let me tell you, the, the thing is, the story knows this too. You got a number 11 team, you know, against an unranked team and they're getting three points. That's, that's one where you really got to watch out for. I mean, if, if that wasn't the case, you know, I'd probably be hammering Michigan state in this one, but I always watch out for that, you know, that ranked team versus unranked team. When you got the ranked team getting points, you know, they, Vegas knows something and it's, it's just the way it is. When you have to put your money where your mouth is, you're, you're going to be a right lot more often, but somebody, I think it was story mentioned, Mr. Penix, you know, I, I think it comes down to, can he get it done? You know, I, I was listening to somebody else, or maybe I was reading it. I can't remember which. And they're like, oh, Washington's 1-0 in this series. You know, they've had the better the better half of them. So I was, I was like, I don't ever remember Michigan State and Washington playing. And I don't remember every single football game. Don't get me wrong. But a game like that, I'd probably remember. So I had to go back and look. They last played in 1997. So this Jamoke <laughs> is telling me that Washington, you know, they're leading the series 1-0. What does a game in 1997 have to do with this game? Absolutely nothing, but I think it comes down to can Penix get it done? Always question left-handed quarterbacks. I mean, you you really don't see him much, do you? Like if you think about it, Penix is a left-handed quarterback. Who do you got? Well, I guess you got Tua. He was left-handed. Tua in the NFL, you had Michael yeah. Vick, Tebow. Yeah, how'd that work out? Tebow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a running quarterback, so yeah. Vick is a running. You can't really count him as a. But you got Tebow and Leinart, I guess, in college. I'm thinking. I mean, obviously in the NFL, you got Steve Young. He's the greatest, right? I mean, but. It's a left-handed quarterback, so I don't know why I question them. I don't even know why I really brought it up. I was just thinking about it in my head, so I said it. That's how I roll. But we'll see if he can get it job done. I, I'm going to stay away from this for the fact I mentioned Michigan State's ranked, Washington's not, and Michigan State's getting points. All right, so here it is, and we, we talked about all this. And I don't know if anybody, any of you listened to the rundown last year, but what was, what was my key motto last year? And when Michigan State was in the slate, which they are in the night slate, what was my key motto? Any, any, any four of you remember, or three of you remember what, what that motto was? Uh, don't eat yellow snow. Okay, well, no, that, you shouldn't do that, but that wasn't the motto. <laughs> I remember you took, you took Washington over Michigan, if that's what you're referring to. Okay, okay, okay. No, that. I remember. Hey, Moody's in the I don't, chair. I don't remember no, what no He's talking about the, on the, the boat here. Come on. Yeah, All right. Are you talking about All on right. the rundown? On the rundown, I always said, take whatever quarterback plays against Michigan State. Yeah, that's true. Well, you, did, uh, you did say yeah. that. Their yeah. secondary and their pass defense is absolutely god-awful, and yet they've been really good this year. But who is their competition? Western Michigan and Akron. Western Michigan runs the football. Akron's Akron. I, they don't do much of anything against a team like Michigan State. Well, they did get blank though, which I mean, that's something I mean, to say. They, they do that, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, what I'm saying is take take Penix, the Indiana transfer on DraftKings. I still think Michigan State's struggling in the secondary. I think that's where the betters are going at plus three. Take Penix all day. All right. Moody, I got, we got one more game. Just a quick. We only have time for about a 20-second clip here. UConn, Michigan. UConn scored 14 <laughs> points against Syracuse last week. <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you got? Man? Are you kidding me? The Heisman that we're going to see win the Heisman Trophy. Two years in a row, J.J. McCarthy and Bill Hitt. He's going to share the Heisman with every single person I see. I got Michigan all the way. The boys are playing good. <laughs> McCarthy, he's starting. So he's the biblically chosen one, huh? He's, he's, he's the one that – He's, he's on point only – only until Harbaugh takes a, you know, takes a, a right turn at a left, a left only, you know, but it's fine. I got faith in the boys and I always got, we always have a backup as Michigan University. 
Jake Moody. Boom! Jake Moody. Bring in the kicker, Jake, baby. Jake Moody. Put the kicker in. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Take, take the over. All right. Uh, just a couple DFS spots for the main slate, the 13 game main slate. Uh, tra- the running backs are super tough to get anybody uh, that's worth a damn this week. Um, well, there's tons of money to save elsewhere, but uh, running back is tough. Let's key in on uh, Michigan. They're playing or Minnesota. They're playing Colorado. Colorado has given up astronomical amounts of run, what, tight touchdowns, yards per or attempt, and rushing yards so trey potts is the obvious pick there or ibram is an obvious pick as well trey potts only 64 where ibram uh is um uh, i think he's like 9500 he's something stupid but obviously you're gonna inflate a thing like that Colorado for the exact stats are 335 yards 7.1 yards per attempt 4.5 rushing yards a game um they play tcu and air force so we know air force runs it a lot so that that kind of explains a lot of that, but nevertheless, they're obviously terrible at running it. So you have options there. Neither of those have hit value. None of those numbers salary wise are there to hit value unless one of them pops off. So it's your pick and what you want to do. I would take pots more in a tournament game. If you want to hit big and you're not looking for a high percentage pick, I'd take, if you have the cash left over at 9,500, or Ibrahim in a cash game and uh, just ride it to the bank with his 20 points or 30 points that he might score. So other option there in that game is Tanner Morgan, another value quarterback play, just like Sean Clifford. He's only 5,900. Uh, this is a crazy value. He scored 21.2 and 21.9. Uh, he's consistent. It's a great, great cash game play. Not a tournament play whatsoever, though, because they do run the football. So keep that in mind. All right, now on to the Woden Wall Pick'em. Me and Wall are 2-0. Took, Wall took USC minus 7.5. Big win there. I took Kentucky plus 7. Kentucky beat Florida, so that was obviously a win there. Uh, uh, we're doing pretty good this season, Wall. Even our off-bets, which I've been tracking, are, are doing pretty solid. I, I, I got to say we're doing a good job here, not nipping at your heels as far as the season long goes well yeah, although like i think i remember mosquito, saying yeah. this exact same thing early last season it didn't turn out so well so uh i don't have necessarily wood to knock on but uh drywall's good enough so there you go well jay good luck to you sir actually i hope you crash and burn oh that kentucky game would you, you had me sweating that one i've been betting your. i will say i don't bet them as big as i bet my picks but i've been betting your picks you had me sweating that one but you, you guys pulled it out for you kentucky sure did will levy man he's the man all right, we'll start it off with our uh, our guests this week, uh, and we're going to start it off with Moody. Moody, who are you taking as your lock? Here, here's my pick, but I got to just go off of that. I mean, that hit Levy took that they call for targeting in the third quarter. Oh, oh, man, I'm glad they took that. It was a good football <laughs> hit. I know there's a lot of people that might disagree with me. Anyways, my pick this week is 100%. I will take New Mexico State to cover the 37 points that they're posted against Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin is going to put any points on the board this week. What do you guys think? I think think Wisconsin's going to run for about 250 yards. Well, see, that's what you hope. Which way are they running, Story? Which way are they running, dude? (laughs) Come on. See, let's not talk with our heart here, Story. I know you have some fantasy implications there uh, with Allen, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a rough 
rough uh, game last week for Wisconsin. Maybe they'll rebound. Maybe they're not. Moody's saying they're not. I, I kind of like that. I just don't think they're going to put the points on the boards. That's all. It's a lot of points. Actually, you're I not, hate you're that. You're not laying wife, the 47 and a half with, uh, with that Michigan's given? No, 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 no. Well, I would take that too, but okay. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to put the house, I'm going to take New Mexico State, dude. You, you got I, 14 points last week, guys. Come on, let's, let's be real. They could, they, could, they, could, they could bridge that gap. No comment. <laughs> uh, I do. I'm actually going to renege on the Wisconsin thing there. My wife is a Badger fan, so the uh, go Badgers. Yeah, right. She listens to this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Smart, smart, yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. Go Badgers. She just, got, she just got home too. So go oh. Badgers. All right. Uh, story. Who who are you up for? So there's a game on the slate uh, this weekend that is has an over under of seventy three and a half. You guys know what that is? That is Maryland and SMU, SMU at Maryland. So it opened at 70, got bet up to 73 and a half. It opened at Maryland minus three and a half, and that's bet down to minus two and a half Maryland. And uh, there's going to be a lot of points put on the board. Now, a lot of opportunity to slip some uh, low dollar value or low dollar uh, players, wide receivers into your DraftKings lineups for tournaments and that kind of thing. But under the pick, I'm going Maryland minus two and a half. Baby Tua is not losing to SMU at home. Uh, he could stretch the field. He's averaging over 11 or nearly 11 yards per attempt. Uh, it's not going to be easy. SMU is going to get a shot in and they're going to keep up. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Maryland's a, a better team, much better offense. And while I would love to take the over 73 and a half is too much even for me. So let's go with the Terps minus two and a half crab cakes and football. All right. So Maryland does baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw. The Maryland offense, I got Rakeem Jarrett on my fantasy team, and, and Wall did snake Dante Dimas. Thank you for doing that, though, Wall. I know you dropped him, so I, I might actually have to pick him up before this game and run two Maryland uh, wide receivers. I'm sure Story's already doing it as I'm talking right now because that's just kind of <laughs> what he does. But nevertheless, uh, I do want to get back to quick a little quick thing before I make my pick, Wall. DFS plays for this week. There are a ton of them out there and you're saving money by picking up these guys. I'm talking about today to pick up these kind of big player guys from teams with expected scores of higher, like Mississippi's expected to score 40.25 points. Georgia's expected to score 39.75 points. Uh, McIntosh from Georgia is a great West coast wide receiver. He's, he's their number one, wide receiver as well as their number one running back. So that's always a good pick there at, at running back just to get that point per reception and DraftKings. Uh, Oklahoma with Eric Gray, they're, they're scheduled to get 38.75. So Eric Gray might be a play, although I already got burned on him once this year. I don't feel like getting burned twice. Uh, we talked about Minnesota and UCLA at 38. So use that money, put it into those games. They're expected to score. Vegas is rarely wrong. Am I right, Wall? Uh, rarely, yes. You're, you're right about that, rarely. But they're not always right. Okay. Hart's, taking, Hart's telling me to take BYU, right? I said the same thing last week, and I didn't take them uh, in the pick em, But I did end up betting them. And you already know I bet them at plus one and a half. Uh, they're getting plus three and a half now, which is a little ridiculous. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm hurt there, and I really need to take them to show that. But uh, I'm saying Vegas is wrong again. Take BYU. Walls didn't tell me no, but that's not my pick. I'm taking Purdue in the money line right now. Sports betting Intel is telling me they're plus 105 on DraftKings right now. That's your best odds on the money line. So screw the juice. 
take Purdue on the money line. They're beating Syracuse. They let they let the the lonely UConn the week before they're going to play Michigan's because they know so they know they got to play hard to get hurt so they don't get hurt by Michigan. They let them score 14 points. 14 points. I'm taking Purdue all day in that one on the money line wall. Who's your pick? <laughs> Hold on. I want to get this straight. So, so you're going to take them on the money line. We're just doing a binary win or lose. You're going to take them on the money line when you can get them plus one and a half. I'm taking them on the, I'm trying to, I'm trying for our rundown nation to score some money here. Wall. screw the juice. Take them on the money line. Plus one point plus one Oh five. No, no. Okay. Hey, I'm all for that. Which I like Purdue in this game too. If you're going to take them, I'm glad you're taking them on the money line. Cause maybe it comes down to one point and you know, Hey, I get the win. I don't, I don't like you nipping at my heels. Well, it's really annoying me. And I want to say this before I make my pick. I mean, the moon man story's been on here before, you know, he's, has he even lost a, have you lost a pick yet story? In your to my knowledge, idea. I don't believe so. No, every single time you're on here, you, you win a pick, you win a pick. And I'm not saying, I and mean, that's all what it comes down to, but how about this moon man? Coming on the rundown and taking New Mexico State plus 38 and a half. I mean, the stones on this guy, the stones. I love that pick. And in honor of that pick, I'm going to go to one of the lower level teams, too. I'm going to take North Texas plus three. I'm going to get them at minus 107. I'm looking at on, I was like, we'll just talk about sportsbettingintel.com right now and show me minus 107. I can get on points bet at plus three for North Texas. So North Texas this week, baby. I love it. All right. It's been set. I like it. There's a lot of picks out there for you, Rundown Nation fans. A lot of picks to pick from and choose from. Moody, Story, thank you for joining us for this lovely episode of College Football Rundown. Great. Thank you, guys. And Moody, it's it's a pleasure to be on with you here. I hope that uh, you'll come back. Absolutely. I'd love to come back. I'm just like to thank Woj and Wall for getting me on the SBI because last weekend I made a killing. Thank you. SBI really has a huge <laughs> onsite for what they're doing, and it's it's phenomenal. But you guys are great. God bless the Rundown Nation. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>